Yes, sir. Welcome to the 21st, or is it 22nd, episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, here on a Thursday evening, chilling out with my illustrious guest this evening. That's right, singular, one guest, one person, because no one else has the time. <laughs> From Detroit, Michigan, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come it's, down and get you some. Come get you some. Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, though? What up, though? You know, I always like when we have our normal Thursday shows and one or two people don't show up on the show. I like it because it gets us a chance to actually like have conversations like we always have. You know, right, it's just a one on one hookup. Yeah, that's it. It's like that's that real shit. So, you know, it is what it is. Peace out to Mr. Brooks. And peace out. Yes, sir. To Mr. Gene Hopkins. Still celebrating his birthday. Yeah, happy belated, Gene. Happy belated, Gene yeah, happy Hopkins. Belated, bro. Peace to your brother. Peace, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. So, it's been a normal, busy, crazy week. I don't know about you, but like I was just saying in the pregame, I've been working an awful lot more, and most of my work requires me running my mouth, except for running it in a different way. Right. Actually, more focus, no jokes, no playtime, just straight up. This is what it is. So I've been talking so mm-hmm. much. Um, doing the show almost seems like redundant because I've been hearing my own voice. And believe it or not, I don't necessarily need to hear my own voice all the time. I'm not that caught up on me. I don't think I'm that interesting <laughs> all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. I don't really want to hear I'm, uh, I'm no, I've been working a lot doing the same thing, you know, so the summertime is really my time to work because during the during the school year, I have Layla, you know, so I got to hustle her back and forth to school okay. when she doesn't have school and I can kind of pass her off. Then that's when the, the fire department really gets all they, you know, they get they, they money's worth out of me then. There you go. So I've been logging some long hours, too, man. Yeah, you know. there you go. First of the month, get ready. Got to get that money. So yes, sir. it's a new economy that we're walking into and all these different um, crazy figures going out and elections and just like stupid stuff. And people are just smiling out. I was watching a, I don't even get a chance to see the internet, but I saw an internet video with the kid who was skateboarding and he went and he jumped on a pole and some white guy drove up in a, um, in like a Tesla and everything got out the car. And when the guy was coming down, he parked almost like diagonal with where this guy would land. So it's like he could he couldn't right. kick out on his board. He had to only go in this direction. And if he hit his car, it could be another problem. But he jumps out his car and he pulls out his gun. And the kid wow. like lands right next to him. The kid, you know, the white kid who lands next to him, he doesn't even flinch. He's just like, whatever. Like, and I looked at this guy, and this guy is probably about. I would say the thought process that came to me was that he reminded me of like a lot of the guys that we went to high school with, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're about at that age. All these cats that are pulling out their guns and like threatening skateboarders because they're menaces to society. Right. They may actually scratch the pole. Listen, there, there's so much, uh, and, you know, in these days and times, man, there's so much anger and, and frustration and everything that goes on. I mean, there's there's a story damn near every day here about somebody doing some, you know, crazy cowboy shit. Unnecessary um, shit. Murdering. Yeah, unnecessary, man. Murdering somebody because they parked in front of your driveway. You know, you know. I mean, just all, all types of foolishness that goes on. It's like... Um, you know, it's sad, man. Times are so different, but they're so the same. You know, to me, the crazy part about it is that when I saw that guy, 
It's like these are the ones that are like dying for the open carry and all this like stupid shit. And he was like trying. Somebody pointed out he was trying to threaten the skateboarder, but the skateboarder wasn't even like phased by him. He's like, whatever, motherfucker, you know. And then once right. he once he didn't get that, he was trying to get a reaction. And once he didn't get that reaction, it's like he tucked his gun back in his waist because. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for someone to jump. Why do we need somebody to... Why do we need some people to jump? Are we feeling that inconsequential? Are we really feeling that small? You know, I I don't know if it's so much that or, you know, maybe you're just trying to... Maybe you're just trying to get something out of... from, From my vantage point, it's hard to get something out of this generation in terms of, uh, you know, this, this new generation that's or not new but you know people in the generation behind us and the one behind them they they not they not really phased by shit man no you know they don't have the same kind of they don't they're not cautious about anything like like i feel like we used to be you know even though i mean as as children you know young people you kind of buck wild but they they buck wild way earlier than i think we were and way different the, re- the crazy part about that and why I say different is because when we were doing stuff, we at least had a chance to get away with it. You know, um, right? somebody said this week, these cats in Brooklyn were saying in this Brooklyn group, the Nets group that I had, he was like, yo, you can't get away with shit anymore because there's cameras everywhere. And they literally, everywhere. and they literally caught this group of five people who attacked the taxi cab driver Ended up killing him. They basically jumped him. One of the guys knocked him out. He fell down. He hit his head on the on the concrete. Condolences to his family. But he ended up dying. And the way that they caught them is that they just basically followed them by camera every step that they moved from that point until they got home. So how do you get away with shit? Wow. They like just traced them yeah. from block to block. That's why. It's difficult. I mean... Even I mean, everybody has a ring doorbell. There's a there's a, a cell phone camera everywhere. You know, if you got your cell in your pocket, you ping in at at a at a, a tower or whatever. So I mean, it's 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 easy to trace, or you know, it seems like it's easier to trace when and where people were. You know, um, so I don't know, man. I, like I, I don't understand. I think maybe there's some some sense of uh, like hopelessness. You know yeah. that people have maybe they feel like they can't. You know they they're not in control of anything. Yeah, like, you know, people, powerless people. Th- powerless people act a certain way. A thought just came to my brain. Do you think that aggression is a natural thing? You think aggression is natural? Do you think it's even healthy? You know, so I I do think it's a natural thing. Um, I don't think we all have aggression in the same dose. I mean, you see it in the wild. You know what I mean? Like if you if you see a litter of like dogs or whatever, there's always one that's more aggressive. There's always one that's more passive. You know what I mean? There's all you know. Right. It's not in the same. That's dose, nature. Yeah, I think it's natural. That's yeah. nature. So in discussing like things such as like cameras and ring cameras everywhere, you can't really all the all of that aggression that these kids do these little minor incidents, it's misdemeanors or whatever, that wasn't a misdemeanor what I just described what happened. That's like straight up, like, borderline. That's manslaughter. It's manslaughter. It's not really murder, it's manslaughter. But all these different acts of aggression that you kind of need an outlet for at different times. And you can't really get these outlets anymore in this modern day time. And thinking about it in terms of kids growing up, 12, 13, 14, 15, they don't get to do like, you know, stupid aggressive things and not pay the price for right. it. You know, does that, does that like, is that part of what's hindering their development? In order to deliver a safer world, are we actually doing the opposite? Because we're not taking the mentality of what it takes to be a fully grown human and adult into consideration. Like you said. No, but like you said, talking earlier before the show, these kids, these men are older, and they act younger. 
and they're doing things right. that are younger. But they have all of the legal rights of someone who is of their age. Is that one of the reasons why? Well, it could be. I think there's a couple things that could be at play. It could be that because these children don't have the same outlets for uh, their emotions, they don't know how to deal with them. You know what I mean? So you got some friends that you're running around with, just like we were younger. We ran around with each other. We snapped on each other, blah, blah, blah. Snapping was just something that you did for fun. Right. Now, if you snap on somebody, it's bullying. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it. how do you learn how to deal with those emotions? How do you learn how to, how to resolve conflict? How do you learn these things as a teenager or, you know, a young person when you should learn them? How do you learn these things if you're not allowed to even express them? Yeah. And also, on top of that, when we're dealing with the guys who are our age and pulling out guns on people with skateboards, at the same time, these people are looking back on their experiences. And with this new lexicon that we have in the world, they're actually redefining what happened to them as bullying. You know, you lost in the dozens. You may have started the shit, but you lost. Right. So it's like the fact that you got hit harder, you know, whether it be physically or whether it be mentally with words or whatever and everything. Now you can look at that as pugilistic and punitive against you. So. Right. So with, with people our age, I think it's kind of the reverse. Just like you said, I think those people who were in a position who were, on, you know, kind of on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now they may be they're a little higher up on the totem pole, so now they want to beat somebody down. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe they their peer group. If your peer group recognizes you as a herb, then you always going to be a herb to your peer group until you prove yourself otherwise. But if you if you see some young people out here doing something, and I mean you can you can stomp big and bad with, with some people that don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Particularly if you got that heater on you, and that's really what you're going to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's... What about if it's not what you're going to do? What if it's just a showpiece? You know, my... Well, I won't say that. I'm not going to go there. But it's like, if you're just showing off just to be showing off, things may not end up your way. You see all these people with these guns. I saw somebody got... Somebody, um... I was watching something. uh, Somebody got their gun taken from them. And everything, and they say it won't happen. It can't possibly happen. Of course it can happen. Nobody knows what's in your heart. <laughs> well, fuck, what you mean? I know somebody happen. who got their gun taken from them. It can happen. It can happen. So Yeah, I know a guy that had that happen to him. It's, it's definitely something that can happen. If Listen, it, so as, a person who, as a person who carries, mm-hmm. if somebody gets the drop on me, I'm at their mercy. Right. You know what I mean? Could I go for mine? Could I go for mine and try, you know, try to get out of this situation? You know what I mean? On some, you know, Wesley Snipes, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I could try that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could try that. But the likelihood is that if somebody got, if somebody draw down on me and I'm not ready for it, they going to get me for whatever I got because my goal is to come home at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but that's my mentality. That's not everybody's mentality. You nah. know, some people don't really give a fuck if they go home at the end of the day. Well, a lot of people don't have. They feel like they don't have anything to go home to, and it's a lot that comes right. into the mental health and the helplessness. A lot you have a lot more people that are carrying with the thought process of a hey, fuck it. That's where they're starting from. I wish a motherfucker would. Those types of perspectives. Right. Because I don't really have much better to... There's really not that much better out here for me anyway. Because of these right. are very bad economic times. No, very bad economic times. Every time I go... I always mention, I go to the grocery store. And anytime it's like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. And there's less than like 15 people shopping in the store. And a surrounding township of literally thousands of people I think there's a problem Right. what I notice about this area is that they shut down all these supermarkets 
and the supermarkets that people were worried about, there weren't going to be enough supermarkets, and now they're still empty. Right. So Detroit is kind of a, it's not quite a food desert, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a couple of grocery stores. There's always the smaller grocery stores, but like the real big grocery stores mm-hmm. that have the freshest produce, blah, blah, blah. There's not, there's only a handful of those in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all on the outskirts. Um, but, you know, in terms of the economy, you know, I mean, I think I wonder, is the economy really as bad as we think it is? I think, I think in a lot of cases, our discernment is, is really what makes us, what puts us in that position that we're in. And, you know, not to cast any dispersions on anyone, but if you got babies at home that, that are hungry and your priority is getting your hair and nails and uh, buying the whatever rims and tires and the Jordans and all, you, you know, I mean, that's, that's on you. Mm-hmm. That's not on the economy necessarily. It ain't, it ain't no shortage of Jordan sales. It's part of the perception. In the black community. But it's part of the perception that keeps you going every day. If you don't have your hair, you don't have your nails, and everyone is judging you based upon how you look, you forget about the fact right. that it's very easy for this generation to forget about the parenting aspect because the parents above them, us, our generation, had similar goals and aspirations towards like looking good and appearing in a certain way. Appearances have become very important in this country because that's really all you have. And you can take a picture of it on Instagram where you can look good temporarily and everything and doesn't cost you as much. And that's the important thing. So if you spend all that money to look good, it doesn't really matter to you. And then the kids are like secondary, and it's like, oh, yeah, damn, I got these kids to feed. Call your daddy. So so where do you – so if your self-esteem comes from uh, outward stuff, clothes, shoes, whatever, then that's an internal issue. You know what I mean? That's, that's That's an internal issue. That's not That's not anything that has to do with anybody else. Now, could you have been beaten down? I'm sure there, there's some reasons why people are that way. Part of the reason why that they are that way is because that's what America teaches you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, in these days and times, we teach people to be materialistic. We teach people to be um, opportunists. We teach people to be, um, we teach young girls to sell sex. You know, if you look on Instagram, you see all types of ass and titties on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably... Ain't really trying to do nothing but get some likes. Mm. But when I've hired young ladies at City Wings, and I tell my daughter this too, my oldest daughter, wear what you want to wear, but be prepared for the attention that it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want the negative attention that's going to come with it, then maybe you should use your discernment. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course you have all the freedom that you want to have. Mm-hmm. But if you think it's going to bring you something that you don't want, then make a better decision. We still live in a society that we live in, and you can't legislate away. You can't legislate away um, horniness from on males or females. (laughs) You know, I just right. Right. It's the truth. It's like people are still. If and if you look good and you look attractive, and you get mad at a man for um, for um, looking at you when you're wearing the opposite of what meth asked you to wear. You were in one fourth a cloth, right? Instead of three fourths, right. you were in one fourth a cloth. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what you're going to you're going to feed that. But you know, also there's like stereotypes that feed into that that allow us to actually knock on each other. Like I had a very we're having a very difficult time right now in the family. My daughter, who lives down in the Georgia area. My grandson, he's in need of a special, like, service, right? And, you know, with our background, we made sure that he had everything that he needed, all his testing, Mm -hmm. everything's up to date. We went down to Georgia to make sure that we had the proper backup for the evals and all that stuff. That was one of the things that we did when we were down there. That's what you do for your family. You make sure your family's straight. Right. And now he's starting in the school district that's in a predominantly black area. 
with a black superintendent, mm-hmm. black principal, that sits up there and says that they're all about the development and the improvement of the black child, make sure that they actually mm-hmm. get their education. We want to see them move forward, upwards and onwards and everything so they can achieve, you know, black excellence and everything. And in the interim, they're doing things that are so fucking wrong and egregious to these kids and with this program that they're so far off from the law. And if it wasn't for who we were, we wouldn't know the things that we know. And they're still trying to basically look down. And the reason why I bring this up, because my daughter works from home now, and she's got a good job working from home like a lot of other people who are doing that. And because this woman was so aggressed by the fact that she was wrong about what she was supposed to be doing, she sends an email to my daughter for a job application. This is the teacher... Right. Unsolicited, unsolicited, sending a job application. Mm-hmm. As if to say, like, you know, you're an uneducated, yeah, you ain't got no job. job. Get your ass <laughs> a job, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, they're giving all these contradictory statements because we're here to protect the child and to help the child grow and we want to see black excellence and things of that nature. But as soon as you're questioned on how you're providing the black excellence in a very legal and straightforward way and point out ways that you're basically holding this child back, you get aggressive. Another one, I was on the phone with them and this chick got so mad at the fact that she knew her stuff and she was telling her basically what she had done what she had done wrong, but not in a way that was like, you know, like you bitch or something like that. Just like, yo, y'all need to straighten this out and it's gotten to the point where it could be a bad thing. And this chick said, Why don't you come up to the school and talk to me? Right. She was aggressed. Mm-hmm. She was so aggressed about being wrong that she's like, Why don't you come up to the school and talk to me? So, the thing is, we can't even trust the education of our black children with our black stewards when they're on some trifling bullshit. Well, I think it's it's kind of two-pronged because the black people that are running that school school district are still a product of the white supremacy this you know i mean the system of white supremacy that runs this whole piece so they can only give what they are allowed to give see i would i would like to i would like to feel that and i would like to be like be behind that but the problem is that these are services that are paid for by federal programs state programs there are protocols that are out there And instead of, like, making sure that these resources are getting down to the kids, what they're doing is they're diverting these resources and paying for administrative salaries. But they're supposed to go Mm -hmm. towards the kids. And they're pretending and they're writing it up as if the kids have received the services and just aren't performing. So, But at the same time, what they're actually doing is they're robbing the children. Right. But that's... That's what I'm saying. This is this is the system. You know what I mean? This is the system. So if you know, there's always uh, there's always the illusion of providing a service. But you know, it's like when 9/11 happened and Red Cross or somebody—I can't remember who it was—Salvation Army, one of those. Right. Um, they collected all this money, and most of the money they spent on updating, upgrading their stuff and right. sal- on salaries and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, it's always kind of been that way. That's in the American tapestry. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what we do. We pay ourselves first, and then we help whoever we can help. It's all lip service. You know, so when people... Right. So when people fall by the wayside, it's all right. I mean, you have a you have a program like No Child Left Behind. Well, that No Child Left Behind doesn't ensure that the child is going to get a good education. Right. All it does is ensure that they're going to stay in the grade that they're supposed to be in by you know by their age or whatever. Right. It doesn't ensure that they're going to learn shit. 
a lot of school districts so, just graduate them through. They right. push them through. So, so even though you're pushing them through, you're really still leaving them behind. You're doing a because disservice is, to them. What is, exactly. So what is what am I going to do with a child, with a 15, 16-year-old who can't read? Right. That 15, 16-year-old who can't read is probably going to end up being a 30-year-old who can't read and probably trying to break in my house. Hmm. Ain't that the truth? So, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It continues to feed into the system. I don't understand. Go ahead. I just think that the system is doing what it's designed to do. I just don't understand how black people... I don't I don't understand how I'm sorry. I don't understand how black people with the conscience can be like can actually be assistance to the preschool to prison pipeline. And actually right. at the same time uh-huh. use the same type of rhetoric that Ungawa black power at the same time it's like it's the the hypocrisy is just like it's incredible. So I have a, I right. always have problems with people that claim blackness on certain things but don't do shit and are in a position to do shit you know what I mean yeah I do I mean that's just but that's you know you you talk the game you know it's it's the overlay for the underplay you know I'll tell you I can do blah 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 you know what I mean I'll I'll sell you on level 10 I'm gonna provide you on level 4 though yeah. When when it all comes down to it, I'm gonna provide on level four, even though I sold you at level ten. I mean, when I look at the area, it just pisses me off because we're not talking about inner city New York, the Bronx, kids walking past the drug dealers every day. You know, we're not talking about extreme poverty in Chicago, Detroit, um, Atlanta, Houston, Fifth Ward, whatever. We're talking about just a regular rural area that's well funded. And they can easily just do the right mm-hmm. thing by their kids, but they choose not to. And then they come with right. some old ghetto shit on top of that. It's just wrong. So, you know, yeah. I, have, I have a guy that told me, he was like, because I was telling him about buy black cannabis. And he was like, listen, anytime you say black anything, it's a brother. It's like you, it automatically turns me off because the hypocrisy is just crazy. What do you think about a statement so, like that? Along along those lines, I'm I'm gonna tell you a short story. So when City Wings first opened, right, we probably two three months in. Um, a partner, a guy that I know, he's not really a partner of mine, but a guy that I know that has another restaurant that's pretty successful. He comes to City Wings. It's probably one or two in the afternoon. We've had our lunch rush, or at the time, what our lunch rush was, and. You know, it's brand new, so it's beautiful inside. Um, space is immaculate, but there's no customers in there. So my man and, and this young lady come in. They sit down, they eat their food, blah, blah, blah. Um, he calls me over when they get done, and we start chatting it up. And he says, bruh, how are there no people in here? I mean, and I'm in New Center, right? So New Center area of Detroit is a hot spot. So he's like, how are there no people in? And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, we just getting started. We still trying to, our cousins and them, they don't really know what's going on yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of, yeah. a lot of growing that we still have to do. So he's like, man, I'm going to tell you what. He was like, your food is excellent. He said, if you got rid of these niggas behind the counter and put some white boys or some Arabs back there, these niggas would come flocking in here. Mm. My my response to him was, if that's what I got to do, I'll fail. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. So, And here you are. What year? Are. what year? What year? What year now? City it's, it's September, 20, September 22nd to be our 12th year. 12 years. 12th year anniversary. Yeah. Bad fucking advice. Because it's easier... To do things the way that they say they'll do things. The way that they say to do right. things. Because and there's more reward for that. There's more in there's more reward for that and more money for that school system to continually fail those black children 
than it is for them to actually do their job, their basic job, and uplift them. I don't even want to talk about the reading proficiency. They're going to be out of that. They'll be out of that school by next year. And with the way that things are going, they're going to be out of there with, like, a little bit less pockets because they, like, really fucked up. They don't know who they're fucking with this time. They done told Mm -hmm. them wrong. wrong. They've said the wrong things, and they've done the wrong things simultaneously. And, Mm -hmm. like, you know, dead to rights, we're talking about just straight up fucked up in the game. But it's not about that. It's about... The kids' education. And my first thought was, what about these other kids that aren't my grandkids that don't have somebody to fight for them and don't know? Right. You know, once this is over and once that place is in the rearview mirror, the rest of those kids are going to be left behind. No child left behind, but they are going to be left behind. And we are the people that are supposedly servicing them. So how... Yeah, but... So when, but when you, so like on the fire department, there's there's always uh, it's hard to get a new idea through on the fire department, right? Because firemen are highly resistant to change, which is probably most people. But because I deal with firemen all the time, I recognize it in them to the highest degree. But if you can't just do things the way that you've always done them, because you've done it that way, mm. you know what I mean? And that's the rut. That's the rut that a lot of people get into. Like, we've always done it this way, though. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. Okay, cool. But now there's some new tech. Now there's some new ideas. Now you have to constantly bring new ideas into the fold. Because that old shit, you can't just continue to do that old shit because it's not going... Eventually, the people are going to pass you. It's you a brand. I mean? like you, it's, it's a brand new world. Yeah. It's a brand new world. This generation, they don't learn the same way that we did. No. And they're not supposed to. They don't think the same way that we did. And they're not supposed to. And they're not supposed to be prepared the same way that we were prepared. Except for we have, we're giving them less information. Because we're burning books. We're banning things on both sides, the left to the right. We're keeping them, like, stratified right there in the middle. Right. To be exactly the way that that they want them to be. Which is like yeah. crazy, and I mean, and I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know, the Lancaster household when I was a young man, when I was a young fella, was an ass kicking household. Mm-hmm. The Exum household when you were little was an ass kicking household. Without a doubt, right? But now, now you can't have that ass kicking household because the mentality of the people has changed, mm-hmm. right? So now, where where I might have been afraid. Of getting my ass beat now, like Lay ain't really afraid of getting her ass beat Mm-mm. because that's not her reality. You know what I mean? Like she she knows you know she knows the concept of a whooping, but she don't know what a whooping really is. You know what I mean? It's just it's kind of like the boogeyman. It's this abstract thing that you kind of try to use to to get her to straighten up. Right, you know what I'm saying, or I used to try to get her to straighten up, but she ain't never had no whooping. You see what I'm saying? But the, like I said, so the, so in her mind, a whooping is not even a real thing. Whereas in my mind, at that <laughs> at seven, <laughs> a, a whooping was some consequences, bro. right? Right, <laughs> you know right. Like right. it was some consequences. Oh, big. And you knew you knew it was coming. If and even when you did, even when you did what you wasn't supposed to do. You knew that the possibility of you getting caught was going to lead to you getting your ass kicked. It was terrible for me. My father was a truck driver. He'd be gone for like he'd be gone <laughs> right. for like a month. You know, I try to get my I try to get my shit off in the first week that he was gone because then you got three weeks. At least you got three weeks to butter moms up. Like you know, don't tell that motherfucker when he come right. home. Just yeah. be nice, whatever. And if you did something close to the day, oh my gosh, you were killed. It oh, would be yeah. worse if you do something bad in the first week. Like one day I did something really terrible in the first week that he left. And I had, like, you know, I had to be really nice for three weeks and torture. It was like torture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we were sitting down at dinner as a family, and I'm sitting there, and my mother says, so, you know, everything is nice. I'm thinking that the day is going well. It's been, like, you know, like four hours since he's been back. I'm thinking everything is good. You know, we 500, we good. And we in the kitchen eating right. at the kitchen table. 
And my mom looks at my pops and says, oh, yeah, by the way, did you know that Kenneth did did it, did it, did it, did it, did <laughs> I was like in the middle of eating a pork chop or some shit. I was like, I looked up, I dropped my pork yeah. chop, and I tried to run upstairs. And I didn't make it. I made it halfway up the stairs before he grabbed me by my belt and carried me back down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it was bad thinking anyway because you go upstairs, you can't go nowhere. It should have been out the right. door, but I don't think I would have made it to the door in time. I would have got like, you know. So yeah. that ass whooping kept you straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it kept it you did. straight. And right. they so don't now, have now that's that's not they don't have them now. They don't have them now. They don't have ass kickers now. But they don't have when we were little when we were little, uh one of the things that you had to do was go to church. Right. To me, children need to go to church. And the reason why children need to go to church is because church teaches them that there's something greater than themselves. So this whole uh, entitlement piece that they have, to me, is exacerbated by the fact that they have nowhere at no time do they learn that there's something greater than yourself. Mm. So the concept of the greater good mm. is lost, mm. you know, and I'm not and I'm not a church guy. But right. I do recognize that for children, in my opinion, that's one of the things that church is good for is teaching them. And whatever religion you talk about, I don't really give a fuck because they all they all teach the same thing in terms of that. I'm personally like I don't want to get into my theology too much. I'm not a I'm not Muslim, Christian, Hindu, or anything. All I know is that there is a God. I remember I got into an I got into a discussion with my brother, and he was like, you know, Christ is the only way. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me that there's a Hindu guy halfway across the world who lives a very pious life and is a good man, and his entire life he never does anything wrong, and because he's never been introduced to Christ, he's going to hell. He's not one of God's creatures, and that's not wrong. They would say the same thing about you, you know, and that's just basically, all people are basically the same. It's one God different people apply it differently but there's only one mm-hmm. and it's really a matter of how you treat people i just look at it as i look at it as religion and spirituality as just treating people in a in a good way in a positive way and right. just not the, being an ass yeah the golden rule but but that's something that you learn that's something that's put in you as a child that's something that's hard to get after you've been you just spent the first 15, 16, 20 years of your life mm. on some me, 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 you know, taking pictures for Instagram and, you know, on the lodge with it. And, all, you know, what I mean, like all this oh, yeah. foolishness that people do. Oh, and no- then all of a sudden you you're trying to get them to understand that they not, you know, they not everything. There's definitely a lot of indoctrination that's in me because I, I spent a lot of time as a young person in the kingdom hall. You know, right. So that was where I left that. We left that religion, but that's where it comes from. And speaking of indoctrination, you saw where the uh, police chief of Charlottesville had to quit the other week, right? She had to resign her job where she got fired. Actually, I thought she did. I didn't know she had to. Yeah, she had to. I do remember. I remember seeing her go down. She actually got fired, and it was because she was trying to implement. She started with making changes to SWAT. I wish that Gene was here but um, for right. that. But they made changes to SWAT, and then they started changing the way that people started policing. And what she did was she took away all the things that make those gung-ho police that want to come out every day and crack some skulls. Whatever it was that she started taking those tools away from them, and they started going crazy. Mm-hmm. They started going right. crazy. So there goes your reform right there. And they said one of the problems, the reason why she ended up getting fired was because they lost so many police officers in a short period of time. That, to me, shows a city that was wanting to talk about reform, but didn't want actual reform. Because what I see that is is an opportunity to diversify your police force. Why did they not go out on a hiring spree at that point? Because if you go on a hiring spree, then the old boy network is now going to be facing a credible threat of a number right. of officers. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you have to you have to be willing to make the change. And people people are always quick to to talk about change for someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And insisting on change for someone else. Mm-hmm. But when it's their time to actually make the change, they're hella resistant to it. Right. And that uh, maybe, maybe that's just human nature. But like I said, man, you can't like the old ideas. When I when I was a child, I thought as a child, you know, kill kill the, you know, yeah. But you got you got to kill the child so that the man can live. Mm. And I wonder what's gonna happen in that police force now, though. Just goes back to status quo, because Charlottesville was the only place where we saw a Trump rally that the guy was allowed to basically buck off a shot and go home. Dude right. bucked off a shot at protesters, and he went home. I don't know if they record him or not. I didn't follow the story that much, but I think they might have caught him. But I don't think they he got really any bad charge and just for the simple fact that he was able to go home we know that's the poor whites that did that because if it was the non-poor whites that had done that he would have just went to another country he would have jetted right he went right back he went right back to his crib and was like yeehaw it's like i'm back he'd have pulled a michael corleone yeah yeah exactly he'd been in italy or something so, but he he didn't mm-hmm. do that. He went right back to his home and sat down and said, "Like fuck it." It's like the it's like uh, there's no fear there. So, nah, I'm, I don't think people are. I don't think people are are honest about wanting change, about wanting reform. You know, and I, you know, not everybody, but probably probably the eighty fives. The eighty fives are not. They don't really want it. You know the five percent that want it, they're never gonna they're never gonna get it because the ten percent that run everything don't want you to have it. And the eighty fives always they typically side with the tens. They rarely side with the five. Just unfortunate. So they're unfortunate non fibers for the time being. Yeah, and you you know it's part of the programming. You know, and this is where we are as a country is that everything is a program. You know what I mean? A television program, radio programs. You know, when you talk about the school curriculum is a program. And it, it teaches you, they have an idea of what they want you to know. There's some things they want you to know, some things they don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they, that they don't want you to do is think freely. They want you to think the thoughts that they want you to think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and on the police follow, force, follow just, like on the, just like on the fire department. Right. Just like on the fire department. There's certain things, there's certain thoughts that they want you to have on the fire department. So one of one of the things you need you want to let smoke out of the house, one of the ways that you can let smoke out is to bust out windows. But now there's new tech. You can put a put an, an exhaust fan in front of the door, open up the door. You don't have to bust out the windows anymore. Okay. But firemen still want to bust out the windows just because that's what they do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you but you don't have to do that. But right. this is what we've always done. Right. You know what I mean? But you don't have to do it anymore. Right. But this is what we've always done. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's no... You it's, get, it's, it's the hard, fun it's part. to get new ideas across. It's, it's the fun part <laughs> right. of the job. Right. It's the fun part of the right. job. Busting exactly. out the windows. Just like for the police officer harassing the black guy is the fun part of the job sometimes for some of them. Right. Not and, for all of them, but for some of them. They, and it's... And it's what they were taught to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's what they were taught to do. The same, you know, the black, the black and white doll experiment is is this, it still goes on to this day. Which one is the bad doll? Mm-hmm. It's typically the the black doll that the, whatever race child is going to pick. And the reason that they pick that doll is not because that doll has done anything, but it's because in their four or five, however old they are, in their three, four, five years. That's what they've seen mm-hmm. on television with their parents, wherever they've seen it. That's what they've seen that the that the black is bad, the white is good. So when he, when these children grow up to be to want to be police officers and firefighters and whatever, you know there there is some intrinsic bias there. Yeah, and that that bias is typically going to be against the against the blacks. 
yeah. or the you know darker colored people. Yeah. So I was watching something in um, sports this week. These guys were saying that they um who was it like with Deshaun Watson? You saw that what happened with him? Mm-hmm. His suspension went from yeah. five games to eleven games, and they said the reason why right. is because. The reason why they changed it to 11 games is because the woman who wrote up the original um, agreement, the, what do you call it, the uh, moderator or whatever. um, Right, yeah, the arbitrator. Arbitrator. She used the past prior acts as a way of giving out sentencing. Based upon what this person did before in the past, this is Mm -hmm. what they actually gave them a sentence for. And what the NFL said was that Mm, we don't like that she used that metric. So we want to change that metric and make it 11 games and give him the couple of million dollar fine and all of that other stuff. But I found it odd because these metrics, these are the metrics that they use in courts for sentencing and on a different level. And if you were to go back and you were to tell a court that, no, because... This is equal to what happened, but no, I want to give him more time for that. They would throw that out of the courthouse because the precedent has already right. been set. So, what are you saying? Are you saying that you're going to do things differently for the time in the next time it happens? And one of the people that they used was Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, that she used. Mm-hmm. Another person, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, and Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson owner of various lotions. So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think you'd get through the whole episode without one joke. Squeak, squeak. You know what I'm saying? That guy. I yeah. said good luck to Cleveland with that guy, but they did what they had to do, but I don't... I just thought it was... I found it odd how they could just move the rules around any time. Say no. It was like what they essentially said is that, no, we've got to give the black guy a bigger penalty. Right. So... so the, nobody the, the bets thing that I saw... The biggest thing that I saw with it, the best comparison to me or the closest comparison to me was Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Um, ben Roethlisberger, when he was young, on the job... Uh, was accused of sexual assault or rape or whatever it was. I can't really remember. Numerous times, I remember. There was numerous a, times. Yeah, there was numerous a bar. Times. There was. A, he actually um, bought a house near a near a college, and used near to go college. hang out. Yep. Used to go hang out in a bar, the bar with girls that uh-huh. were underage drinking, and he just basically yep. take turns like. Yep, run them into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Run through. Yep, run through them. Right, whether they wanted him to or not. He was throwing yeah. fastballs. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what his. I don't remember if he received the penalty or what the deal was. But whatever it was, it wasn't eleven games and five million dollars. Wasn't significant. Um, however, right. But however, that was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Now sensibilities Ten. are much higher. Ten. Okay. Ten. But same thing. But sensibilities are much higher now than they were 10 years ago. You know what I mean? They're, I don't, they're much higher. I don't get that. Um, violence is violence at any time. And Roe Ro versus Wade was just overturned. So right. this is cherry picking. It's, it's, hard. It's, it's hard to apply a 1970 standard to a 2022 incident. You feel me? Like I give you that. that. At that time, things were going on that were different than what's going on now. And I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think the NFL is on some fuck shit most of the time, particularly with black black players. Most definitely in, with black quarterbacks and running backs. I think the NFL be on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these cats. They this is their dream. They want to play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue to watch. I'm gonna continue to do my part to support them. Plus, I got fantasy shit that I got to do. So, <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, <laughs> that being said, to me, if you are, if you take it to the arbitrator and the arbitrator says it's going to be this, then you should abide by what the arbitrator said. Thank you. 
thank you. And that's not to say that it's right for you to invite masseuses over and ask them for happy endings. Unless you're at a place where they actually give happy endings. And then they're just waiting for you to ask. So that way they don't get carted off or whatever. It's it's a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a well-oiled pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I guess people are saying that wherever Deshaun Watson is, is a place that they give happy endings. Yeah. Oh. You know. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, hey. Hey. I didn't do it. Is what he did wrong? I'm just applying the logic. Is what he did that wrong? This is like, this is, I know even asking, that, even asking that question is wrong, but... Was it that? Well, wrong? truthfully, I don't. I don't know what he did or didn't do. I don't know what he did or didn't do. I'm sure everything is like swept underneath you know? the rug. It's so, like they've got all these agreements yeah, in place. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to judge. I'm not. I'm not for Deshaun Watson. I'm not against Deshaun Watson. Well, the you only know, thing I can say he, about if he did it, if he did what they said he did, roast him. His if mama should be proud. Did, let him play. His mama should be proud. <laughs> it's just cheese. I can't condemn. You see, people will say like, you know, why can't I can't condemn um, Deshaun Watson if you're not going to condemn Donald Trump or if you're not going to condemn um, Roman Polanski or even like someone that or your cousin Biff, who, you know, took advantage of that girl last week at the party. Right. I can't condemn him more than it's it's just simple math. For years these people have been doing these egregious acts and then as soon as they see one thing go wrong, oh I'm so appalled if it's an opportunity to get somebody away from them who doesn't think like them, won't vote like them, they can take away some power, take away some it's just to me it's just like crazy. But what so, Deshaun Watson was doing is also similarly crazy. Like, jeez, man. You know what I'm saying? What's your malfunction, so bro? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think that it's easier to place the blame on a black face than it is to place it on a white face in the court of public opinion. Right? Mm-hmm. We can probably agree on that. Definitely. So, Robert Kraft, let's let's kind of circle back to Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, was somewhere in Florida getting his happy ending on, whatever or whatever the situation was, got caught out there, um, was let off scot-free, mm-hmm. and then he was able to say, hey, the video might be embarrassing for me. Can we get rid of that? And they was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it so the, now there's no more evidence of it. There's levels you to know, this. There was never any right, and it, I mean I'm just saying I don't know that there's any evidence, any video evidence of Deshaun Watson doing anything. I don't know if there is or isn't. Don't take don't say don't think that I'm saying that I know because I don't. But I think if there was video evidence, there would be far less. Uh, there it it would have never been up in the air like this. There's no if there was video evidence. She would have never gave him the the initial six games that she gave him. There's no games there's no doubt about the fact that he was doing some nasty stuff, whatever it was. I don't know if it's yeah. but if he wasn't quarterback of the Browns, he'd just be a normal average nasty mofo out there, just yeah. like you he, know. He, what so if so at twenty five at. I don't know how old Deshaun Watson is, but at 25, 26 years old, with a seemingly endless supply of money, yeah. what would you be doing? I wouldn't you be know, jerk, besides, uh, I, I wouldn't be having masseuses jerk me off. I tell you that much, or asking them for happy endings. But maybe, maybe you think that's the safe alternative, though. Nah, be it's maybe like you think that's the safe alternative. Dog, all you gotta do is go out to the spots a couple of times. You meet a couple of chicks. You get their numbers and everything, and you invite them over to the crib. You have them sign the releases to the when they get to the crib. 
You treat them nice, you buy them a little something, do whatever. There's, they're very peaceful. Like, you know, we know the game, Grant. Come on, you know the game. Yeah. You know, and, you don't have to be and, out and there. You, you don't have to be out there getting strange hands wrapped around your your your, your jammy jam there. You know what I'm saying? You if, can get some, you, you, you can are, get one, five, ten, or fifteen regulars. You know? If you, if you are a professional athlete, there's no reason that you can't call someone who was successful, who successfully negotiated those waters, to find out how to do it. It's not Derek hard. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was the master. You accent, got parting gifts. Accent on the G. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know. Had them all. Mm-hmm. New York was his town. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if when y'all had fun, whatever, whatever, when it was time to go, limo was outside, parting gifts, boom. Never had a lick of trouble. However, that's you know, I don't know if that's how he did it or whatever, but however he did it, he was the maestro. You oh. know, Shaq was probably pretty good up until Kobe dimed him out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean there there's some cats out there. That played that game, and let's not be naive and think that that's not something that's out there. That game has been played as long as people have been making money in sports. Yes. That game has been played between men, the men that are athletes, and the women that chase them. That game has always been played. It's always going to be played on some level. So, <clears throat> those who have negoti- who have negotiated that water successfully should be putting on a class they to teach be. these young cats how to do it. And they do. It's, That's what second that was, come up. That was the whole thing that with Brittany Renner going to Jackson State. She was giving the football team exactly. a tutorial about listen, exactly. this is what chicks like me is looking out for and everything. And this is how you handle that. There's always been exactly. there's always going to be that, but there's also always going to be a group of people that say it's wrong and they're gonna criticize anything that goes along making those activities safe. Because they don't feel like those activities should be at all. There's and that's this is where we are with society. Everywhere. It's bringing it full circle. You know, going back, we've got um it's okay to rape now more for men. It's okay to be more aggressive for men. And Roe versus Wade has been repealed simultaneously. So it's like they're these two sides of the coin. We have all these things that are two sides of the coin. Herschel Walker is running for a black man, is running for a senator in Georgia. And he's a Republican and he can't read or think or keep a story straight or, or, or. These are two things that don't go together because, you know, we're used to black people of excellence being put up for positions of power. Right. And this is the mm-hmm. opposite of that with Herschel Walker. This is what's being forced fed you, just like in the rap game. They're forced feeding you. Cats that are doing drugs, Xannies, right. stuff like that, and anything that's conscience and everything, they're criticizing the album and saying it's not worth picking up. Maybe you shouldn't pay attention to it, Kendrick Lamar. So we can clearly see what the wrong and what the right is. It's a matter of what you're going to do about it. School districts in the in Georgia. They know what the rules are. They know what the things are. At the end of the day, you know what happened? The person who was the head of that area ended up emailing my daughter to do some things, you know, to get the whole situation right and straighten out. And it was really mm-hmm. not a, there was not an inquiry that leveled that level, that required that level of response had they done what they were supposed to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So these Absolutely. are the things that we're up against and everything. Grant, it's been an hour, bro. Wow. They go fast, man. They do. We just flew right by. All right.
It came and it went just like that. From Detroit, Michigan, my boy, my ace, Boone, Mr. Grant Lancaster. Yes, sir. Always happy to be here, brother. Aren't you glad you can't vote for Herschel Walker? <laughs> I wouldn't vote for Herschel Walker anyway. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I don't even have the opportunity to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Washington, Deshaun Watson, you've got 11 weeks to kill time before you get a chance to play. I don't know what you're going to do to prepare yourself in those 11 weeks, but we all know what you should not do. And if you don't know by now, <laughs> right, that 11 weeks isn't enough. You're fucking with Grant's fantasy anyway. Yeah, man. I can't have it. Can't have it. No Cleveland Browns on my team, though. Well, no Cleveland Browns. That's a good rule for almost any year. Not even Nick year. Chubb, who's my boy. That's almost yeah. a good year for almost every any year. So, mm-hmm. born in trouble, keeping his shirt. Peace. Five thousand. <laughs>